Welcome to In, In It, it together. together. I'm Jay. And I'm Courtney. And this is our podcast where we discuss mental health and self-improvement from a couple's perspective. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Looking forward to today like always. Yeah, you always are. You always look forward to these. I have so much fun and connection just having these podcasts and just sharing with everybody. I really enjoy that. Well, I like the uh, the feedback we get. We always get good feedback on, you know, the episodes and the ones people really enjoy. I love the positive energy because that's why we do it, right? We do it because we want to reach people and help people and hearing from you guys, hearing how much it means to you guys to hear what we say, to listen to um, the information we give out and, and you put it into practice. That That's that's why we do it. And that's what really it's fulfilling for us. So, um, you know, keep the comments coming and keep the, uh, you know, the, the stories and, uh, you know, all the positive things and even some of the negative things. Just, you know, we, we love to hear about that stuff. Yeah, we we're always looking to make it better, to improve. I mean, and we want to make sure that we're we're doing that in all aspects of our life. And yeah, if we're on a self-improvement, you know, healing journey, then we definitely want to hear how we can make it better here, too. So that's awesome. And I'm really looking forward to today's topic. Yeah, so today we're talking about shame and guilt and the differences because I think a lot of people conflate those two emotions, right? Um, shame and guilt. So we're going to talk a little bit about that, how it affects us, and um, maybe share a little bit personally about how it, how it, how we deal with it, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so just to kind of start things off, like what is shame? And and ironically, like this month is the theme in the healing community is all on shame. And the workshop that I'm going to be doing is that. So I think this is going to be really great kind of leading up to that. You know, shame is just this feeling of embarrassment or humiliation for, you know, something that comes from a, a, a perception of something that you had done incorrectly or maybe dishonorable. And the reality is, is that when you think of that definition and then you apply it to how you feel all the time you kind of question is this really shame but that's what shame is that's the definition of it so in contrast what is guilt then because that sounds a lot to me like guilt as well right well shame and guilt they aren't the same and i'll break it down for you so guilt is a feeling that you get when you've done something like quote unquote wrong or you perceive that you had done something wrong right it relates to something specific like make a mistake or committing an offense or hurting someone whether intentional or unintentional but here is where it's different with shame. Shame is a feeling that your whole self is wrong and it doesn't necessarily have to relate to anything specific, right? It's relating to your own behavior and to yourself. And it's often in relation to other people's opinions, but not necessarily about anything specific about you. And so that's the biggest difference. The biggest difference is, is with one of them with guilt, you perceive that you've done something wrong or you've hurt someone, whether intentional or unintentional, whereas shame really comes from the emotions and feelings of another person where you feel that your whole self is wrong. And that is really the big difference between the two. So that plays into like self-worth, right? Because if people are feel ashamed of themselves for whatever reason, then that lowers their self-worth or their self-image of themselves, right? Yes, absolutely. And the funny thing is, it's really not that funny, but men and women, you know, experience shame very differently. You know, when men have shame, you don't actually ever think about that because of how men are, quote unquote, to carry themselves. But men have shame and the way that they um, they acted is through violence or behavior towards others. They act out. So when a man is feeling shameful, you're going to see that behavior come out. Whereas, you know, research shows that women in particular act in by turning inward and harming themselves. 
You know, so it's really crazy how shame can present in the different sexes and how that looks. Yeah, that makes sense. As males, we're we're kind of taught to express our emotions outwardly, right? And to, instead of internalizing, which is a lot of, and again, generalizations, obviously, some people, it just has to do with your personality uh, more so than your gender. But we see that in males more than in females, right? That emotional outburst or that exertion outwardly of, of emotion opposed to the inward dealing with with that particular emotion and in, in particular shame all right so let's talk about like where these emotions come from right where does shame come from where does guilt come from where do these where, where do we pick this stuff up from well the number one place that you're going to see this come from is abusive environments right so if you grow up in an abusive environment where your needs aren't met psychological, emotional, physical, even your basic needs, you're going to get this subconscious belief that you're undeserving of whatever that was, that you were inadequate, you know, not good enough, or that you were less than. And so in other words, the message that comes in is you should feel ashamed of yourself. That's where that comes from which makes so much sense. Like if you don't have enough food, you know, you feel inferior, you feel not good enough. Like, you know, you should have shame. You should have shame that you're not good enough to have to have this. And that's where that came from. At least for me, I can kind of connect that back and I can see that. But one of the biggest things is literally just abusive, chaotic, inconsistent environments where, you know, you weren't taken care of. And the message that you get is you're not worthy of being taken care of and you should feel shameful that you're not meeting these marks. And that's primarily where it comes from. And I think society plays a big role in this, too. Right. Because, you know, I grew up in an impoverished neighborhood. Right. We didn't have a lot of things. My mother worked. You know, my father was kind of in and out of the picture. So we didn't have a lot. And, you know, even though we didn't have a lot, we had more than than some. Right. But you had that feeling of societal shame because, you know, we didn't live. In, you, we didn't own our home or we lived in, uh, you know, housing. Um, so, so these things were, again, it's like, you know, public lunch, you know, only the, the kids I was that literally just thinking like welfare and stuff like exactly. that. Like, oh like you know, when, you know, you didn't get to, you didn't pay for your lunch because you, you didn't have the means or whatever. Right. So society places these shames on us as well. So, you know, in, I'm just using that as an example, because that's something that, that I can hark back to my childhood, but you know, there's all sorts of different societal pressures that get put on you that make you feel ashamed of your situation, right? And that's where it starts. You know, and especially for children, let's say you grow up in an environment where your basic needs aren't met. You know, your clothes are a little dirty, your hair's a little grungy, you know, you go to school and there's the comments. And it's not just the kids that make the comments. It's adults that make comments to you. Your mom, I literally remember being like, your mom didn't brush your hair today. Oh, your shirt's got a little stain on it. And it was like, I felt like so bad about myself that my hair wasn't done in pigtails or I didn't have like the cleanest sneakers or whatever it was or that I was going in like tired and exhausted it was I felt bad for being that like something was wrong with me as a person and that's what shame is is that something is wrong with you to the core of who you are and that's not that's not right, you know, and that's why we grow up into these adults being so super focused on how we look and how we present and, you know, you know, the types of foods that we get and how we act around people and all that stuff. It all plays into it. Yeah, that's where those inferiority complexes and, you know, even a step beyond like when you're dealing with like weight issues, that's a that's another big one, right? You're you know, you could be either too skinny or you're too overweight, you know, and these things, the society can 
place these measures in place that make you feel, you know, that you're inadequate, right? That you're inferior to your peers or you're inferior to the people around you because you 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 can't you know, measure up. So that's where this shame starts. And that's where, again, a lot of the self-worth issues that a lot of people have, that's where it begins. Right. And you, that's why you'll see someone highly successful and be like, I have no self-worth. It's like, how do you not have self-worth when, you know, that was me. Like I was doing great with a lot of things and it was just, I felt, but to the core of my being, I felt inadequate. To the core of who I was, it was just this shame. Like, it's almost like you feel like you smell, like you walk into a place and someone can just smell the shame on you. They just know where you've come from, you know, and it's it's just it's embedded, you know, and it's it's thick and it's deep. And, and I work with people that struggle with shame, highly successful people who just can't see their own value because somehow they got the message growing up that they were just like, you should be ashamed of yourself. You know, you're you're inadequate. You you can't even get these needs met. Like, how do you even think you could do this? And that's where the imposter syndrome, like you were talking about, comes from. But feelings of shame can also stem from what other people think about you, right? So someone, for example, may be super sensitive to criticism. And inside it affects them to the point where they have this self-contempt and worthlessness, right? That that you can have people that are just biologically sensitive. Our personalities can make us very, very sensitive. So that's another place that shame can actually come from when scientists and behaviorists are studying it. They see that there are some personalities that are just not predispositions to shame, but to sensitivity. And so when someone comments on something you've done or someone pulls something out or says something to you, it feels like, oh, something is inherently wrong with me and altogether as a person. So that's another place that we're starting to see where shame could potentially develop from yeah that has a lot to do with your personality as well right as you said there's some people are just less thick-skinned if, if that if that's a good term than other people right i've seen that dynamic like in in siblings right where they've both in the same home and both treated the same way but one uses that as fuel to move forward and the other one takes it so personal that it hinders them from 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 doing anything. So you see that a lot where a lot of it is personality um, that can affect how, you know, these, again, labels and, and measures are put in place and, and affect us differently. And I think for me, like when I was struggling with with self-worth and that's taken a long time for me to work through is recognizing that a lot of the reasons why I didn't feel good about myself wasn't because of things that I had done wrong because that's why I like I feel shame. I feel shame for this. I didn't do anything wrong. But society, you know, with like you said, the measures and, and the people in my life, the, the comments that they would make and the things that they would say and how I would just kind of measure up to other people, I just automatically felt inferior. You know, and, and understanding that a lot of my self-worth came from that. And that's what it was broken from. Not from anything I had done wrong. Not because I'd done something so awful that I wasn't worthy of anything or I was inadequate or I was undeserving of things. But that was just the message that was received. So for me, that has been kind of eye-opening. It's still really tough to work on. But it's been eye-opening just to kind of see that parallel and where that comes from. Now, in terms of guilt, how does guilt play a role in all of this you know let's tie it into um you know again the the shame versus guilt as survivors of trauma we do tend to you know cross uh, reference these two terms or start to use them interchangeably so guilt i always tell people there is an appropriate time to feel guilty 
All right. Guilty is when you have done something that you know is wrong. Or in retrospect, you're like, man, I shouldn't have done that. And you feel guilty because you hurt somebody. You hurt someone you loved, whether intentional or unintentional, and you just feel guilty like, damn it, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have made that decision. I am guilty of making that decision. That's how I've been able to compartmentalize the difference between shame and guilt. You know, like if I've done something, can I complete a sentence that says, I am shameful for having done that, or I am guilty that I, that I did that action. That really kind of helps you to understand where that comes from. And, you know, oftentimes, you know, people don't recognize and don't realize that is that, you know, guilt is not a bad emotion. Guilt, you know, sometimes we're guilty of things. Sometimes we have to feel what we've done to other people so that we can be better. Sometimes we have to be like, man, you know what? I knew what I was doing was wrong and I still did it anyways. And I didn't care about how somebody else felt in that time. I was just doing what I needed to do then. And now I feel shitty for doing that. Sometimes we have to feel guilt. But shame is never an emotion to have to feel because shame isn't an individualized emotion that fits anything you could have done. Guilt is probably the closest thing that you can say, man, I messed up and I shouldn't have done that. And I feel bad that I did that. And I hurt someone. Shame is a projection. Shame is a, is a, is a construct, is a, is a concept of you're not good enough. You're inadequate. You don't measure up. And that just comes from other people and society and, you know, how other people think of you. So that's where guilt kind of makes its way into this topic. Yeah, absolutely. That's perfectly said. You know, guilt is guilt can be uh, a motivation for you to improve while shame will continuously drag you down and keep you there, right? Because I can feel guilty about committing a crime, let's say, right? But, you know, but I can be reformed, right? If I take that same, that same instance and I feel ashamed about, about it, then, then it becomes I cannot overcome that because I am that, right? Because we, we are all humans, and I've said this a million times, and we all make mistakes, Right. So there's there are times that we lose our temper or there are times that we are weak. There are times that we don't handle the situation appropriately. So it's okay to feel guilty about, oh, I should have done better. But the moment that that crosses over to I'm ashamed of what I did, then it becomes something so negative that it can it can root you down to the to that point where you're you can't overcome it because you are that exactly and that's the thing you know shame is a feeling that your whole self is wrong right like something is so terribly wrong with me as a person guilt is an appropriate emotion where you can hold self-compassion for yourself i'm not the only one that's probably lashed out you know, I'm not the only one that's probably said this or done that. And man, you know what? I own this and I have to work on this. But you can't do that with shame. Shame, there's no self-compassion in that. And self-compassion is at the core of healing. So I think now, you know, you can sit here and be like, wow, all these years, I've got nothing to be shameful of. I, I'm not inferior and adequate to anybody else. That's just the message that I got. But that's just a message. It's not a fact. It's like a feeling. It's just a message. It's up to us to say, I choose not to not receive that message. That message does not belong to me. Just like I choose to feel this emotion, but I'm going to let it go because it's not fact. It's that same thing. And one of the, the third things that they see where shame comes is some scientific studies and researchers actually think that serotonin plays a role, that low levels of serotonin could contribute to someone being more submissive in behavior, therefore leading them to feel shame much easier than someone else. 
I think it's just fantastic. It's a study. They're still looking into it. But I wanted to make sure that I, you know, talk to you about different places and different situations and that shame can come from. Yeah. So definitely the message here is um, we need to work through our shame or the the feeling of shame because it's not healthy for us. Definitely um, be mindful of the that feeling and understand where it comes from. And you obviously go through our other podcasts. It's, it's just an emotion like we've talked about any other, right? And you want to work through those, get down to those root causes of why you're feeling that way so you can overcome that, right? So, but you should never feel ashamed of making mistakes. You should never feel ashamed of your circumstances or, 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 you know, where you find yourself. It's about moving forward and moving up in your, in your healing journey. You should, what you should be on the lookout for is guilt, right? Because guilt can be a good tool for you to recognize and understand what needs to be changed. So, um, so I, I really, and I don't know how you feel about this, but I'd really be worried if you don't feel guilty about something, right? Yeah, guilt is like a text message. It's like a trigger. Like, hey, this behavior over here, it's not helpful. It's it's uh, it's not. It doesn't go to your core beliefs and who you are as a person, and it definitely didn't make this person feel better. So we might want to look at this. Guilt gives us the ability to reassess and and become more self aware of the actions and decisions that we're making, so that we can improve upon them. If you didn't have guilt, well, we'd be looking at some narcissistic behavior because you wouldn't care about the people that you're hurting or sociopathic, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's what I was thinking. So let uh, great minds think alike. Uh, yeah, we do. So I think this is a good time to break for our special message. When we get back, we'll talk about ways to work through our guilt and our shame. So let's uh, let's pause here and we'll be right back. We always hear how much the podcast has positively impacted all of you. So now here's an opportunity to help us continue making content. And we've made it simple by partnering with Patreon. You can find the link in the episode description for your subscription. We've added additional bonus incentives, which include a newsletter access to the In It Together Patreon group, and special access to upcoming private episodes with Jay. For our top subscribers, you'll even get monthly access to Jay and I via Zoom. We're grateful for your support, and don't forget to keep sharing the podcast with everyone you know. Together, we can help grow the In It Together family. Now back to the podcast. So we've been talking about shame and guilt, and we're now switching over to ways to work through that. So what are the top ways we can start working through our these particular emotions? Well, I'm glad that you asked because I'm going to start off with what I start off every single time. Get your investigative journal, notebook, journal, diary, whatever you want to call it, because you're going to want to start writing this stuff down. It's the only way to find patterns. We're going to forget what happened three weeks ago. But if you can go back, you can start figuring out where the shame comes from. Is it shame? It's not my emotion because that's not guilt. Who shamed me growing up? What shamed me? Was it society? Was it a person? Was it was it just a perceived feeling? What was it? Start taking account of those things. And so what I want you to ask yourself is the moment that you feel, quote unquote, oh, I feel shameful. I want you to sit there and I want you to ask yourself, is this shame or guilt? And use what you've learned here, right? So um, if you're in the healing community, I'm going to have a chart that you'll be able to use this month so you can kind of decipher that. So I think that that will help you as a visual, but I'll explain it to you. So you ask yourself, can I feel shameful for what I did or do I just feel guilty because I'm guilty of doing something, right? You can't 
apply shame to everything, right? So you can sit here and say, let's say you said something you shouldn't have said. You have to feel shameful for that. I'm shameful for saying that versus I'm guilty of that action. There has to be some type of an action. If you can say I'm guilty of that action, whether it was intentional, unintentional, you weren't thinking, but you still have to own it. If it's something you can own, guilt is an appropriate emotion. If it's something you can't own, you can't figure it out, then it's just shame. And that means that it's not yours to carry. So you sit there and ask yourself, okay, if you find out that, look, I can't own this. I'm not guilty of anything. I just feel shameful. Then you take a step back and you say, when in my life have I felt this before in my younger years? Where do I feel this in my body? And you start documenting that in your investigative journal. Before you know it, shame is going to take a figure, a person, a situation, a school, a location. And then you're going to start figuring out what your shame is. Then what you're going to do, your third step is start naming your shame name the shame. So if you end up figuring out that shame was just your your neighbor that you grew up with because she always had something stupid to say every time you were outside and made you feel bad because you were the dirty little kid in the neighborhood, then you start calling your shame Betsy or whatever her name is. So every time you feel that come up, you identify that shame with a name so that you can detach it from who you are as a person because shame does not have any place in the healing journey. So that's where I would start. Investigative journal, asking yourself, is this an act I can quote unquote be guilty for and take accountability for? If not, is it shame? Let's start naming it. That's where I'll start, right? Yeah, absolutely. And there's, that technique works with, uh, and, and you'll hear us say these and use these techniques for various different things, right? Um, but it is a good practice to name whatever emotion it is that you're trying to isolate within yourself and work through. Naming it is a, is a great uh, tool to use, you know, like I, I name my anger or I name my, my procrastination, right? Because that detaches that from yourself and helps you work through that. So that's a great uh, tool to use. And it works in this particular instance, just as well as it will work with everything else. And documenting, we can't say that enough, that documenting anything you do is, is probably the top on the list. Absolutely. And I, I, I name some things in me all the time. Like we do it with our kids. You know, for me, if whenever I'm negative, I'm not a negative person. I am a happy go lucky. There's a rainbow at every corner. So when I start to feel negative, it's not me. It's trauma. It's something. It's just whatever. And I'll call it Nancy. Like, off Nancy. Like I don't get time for you right now. So it's really important that you do that. Then the next couple of things that you want to con consider is self-compassion. Now, if you were in, if you're in um, the healing community and you were in that specific tier last month in June, we did a whole, you know, workshop on self-compassion. And one of the things that we, we learned was that self-compassion, you know, encompasses what's called interconnectedness, which means you're not the only one that has done this. So when you apply self-compassion for when you're feeling guilty or shameful, you can ask yourself, okay, well, I think I've identified this as guilt because it was an action and something I have to take accountability for. Well, then you apply self-compassion. Am I the only person that's ever lashed out at someone that they loved? Nope. Is it right? No, but I can at least say that I'm human. I've made mistakes and this is what I'm going to do to work on it. You can't do that with shame, right? Because again, shame is something entirely different. It comes from somebody else. So self-compassion can also prevent you from allowing shame to get in your head because you can say, Whatever these emotions are of shame, I haven't done anything in this world that somebody else has not done. And so therefore, I am just part of this human experience and we are more alike than we are different. And I accept myself for all my faults 
and I'm moving forward to find and help discover a better version of myself. You know, so self-compassion can help you whether it's guilt and self-compassion can help you when you're feeling some type of projected shame. And all of that encompassed together is what I refer to as cognitive reframing, reframing your cognitions to help you understand what's really going on in the moment. And if you take those four or five steps that I just talked about and you practice it every single day, eventually you will recognize that you no longer carry the shame of the people who projected all of their insecurities or society's insecurities onto you. And all you have been is an emotional backpack. Once you release that and let all of that out, you can then authentically walk in the appropriate emotions and feelings that are for you and not what was provided to you unwillingly. Yeah, I totally agree. And if you guys missed the the workshop, if you're not part of the healing community through our Patreon group, there'll be a link in the description. You can you can go on there and you can actually join uh, the healing community. Well, there will be additional workshops like that talking about self-compassion. And we also have a podcast on that. And there's an episode on self-compassion. So you can go back, listen to that. And, you know, we're, we're here to help you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the healing community, it, I we designed it because, you know, not everybody can go to therapy. Not everybody has a trusted friend. Not everybody has a safe network. And, you know, there's different levels. You get to go in, you get to see what, you know, seems interesting to you. And even if you're at the top tier, it still is less than a copay for therapy. And it's, it's amazing. And there's people in there that are talking all the time, supporting one another, offering advice. You know, when I do my exclusive lives that are private, that are only for people that are in the healing community, people just come together, these big aha moments or our Zoom calls that we do that's like, you know, group support and, and such. So I would definitely consider it. And the best part is, is that there's no commitment. The only commitment that you have is to yourself to try it. And if you don't like it, it's okay. You still, you can opt out at, at any point. And so really it's, it's a, it's something to try for yourself if you haven't tried it and you'll get, you know, documents and planners and things to really help you those visuals and those things that are tangible for you to walk away with. And a lot of like-minded individuals, right? So we're, we're all in that community because we want to better ourselves. So there's no shame in, in joining in the healing game exactly there's no sh- it's a safe place for everyone to be able to come in and share share their stories share what they're struggling with and and get the help and assistance that they need from us and then from from other people in the community so um definitely if you're interested uh check out the link in the description you'll have stuff there there's nothing to feel guilty about Nope, that's it. That was that was a perfect way to end it. I thought that was awesome. So we'll we'll end. I think the podcast here. Thank you guys for listening. Um, again, get that feedback out to us. Let us know what you like. Let us know what we could do better. And you know, as always, just keep on healing, guys. So, guys, if you aren't following me already, you can find me on TikTok at ask.courtney, on Instagram at askcourtney underscore, and on YouTube at askcourtney. And if you'd like to be a guest on a future podcast, you can reach us at podcast with an S at epiphanymedia.com. We'd love to hear your stories, guys, so make sure to reach out. And as always, we're all in this together, so stay safe. Remember, there's no shame in asking for help. Till next time.